right. Thanks for listening to those ads, everybody. You're still here. Welcome to the Eric Anders Lang Show, everybody, where we talk golf, we talk comedy, and we talk travel. I don't know how you do the three, but uh, those are the three things I'm most interested in, but uh, not really in that order. Anyway, if you're new, welcome to the show. I don't know how you found it, but maybe you are driving. I don't know. Maybe you're in the car. Maybe you're playing golf. Maybe, maybe what? I have ah, so many ideas here. But anyway, I'm just going to try to keep it on the straight and narrow anyway. And if you're a regular, thanks for listening. Thanks for checking out the show. Thanks for giving it a chance. Thanks for putting up with me chewing paleo cookies for months, not realizing that it's disgusting. I basically got a lot of shit for it. I heard Joe Rogan get shit for it, and then I finally realized when I listened to it myself that it was, in fact, disgusting. Now, that said, I'm glad when I see a pic of some paleo cookies come through the old message box. So if you're going to make some paleo cookies, if you want some delicious cookies, my recipe is on YouTube there. I think it's one of the, I think it's the first, first fucking video. It's on my YouTube there. If you go through the Instagram, uh, we're going to talk about a lot of things today. We're going to talk about, uh, some travel. We're going to talk about some golf and we're going to talk about, and we're going to do it in a comedic way. I feel like this is very straightforward. This might be the most straightforward podcast that I've ever done. What does that mean? I don't, it probably means that I've just jinxed myself and we're going to talk ourselves into a maze and then we're going to slowly back out kind of the way Snowball, uh, you know, has to deal with airports. You know, Snowball in the airport is one of the worst. Well, I mean, that's not true. He, he Everybody loves watching him sort of prance. But um, if you're new, Snowball's my 17-pound white poodle Bichon Maltese. Um, I think that's it. Maybe there's another type of dog in there too. Um, anyway, I rescued him two years ago. Now he's just my fucking dog and he loves golf. And, um, you know, I'll just, I'll just start at the beginning. Okay. Pinehurst. We've got Pinehurst. We've got Fox Chapel and we've got Oakmont. All right. We played a lot of great golf this week. Uh, we went, flew from North Colt and I flew from North Carolina, North Kakalaka, got down there and hung out, uh, you know, in, in fucking North Carolina. You know, I don't even know what they're known for down there, but Pinehurst is definitely eight things uh, that they're known for. Donald Ross obviously uh, lived there. He was the head pro there, made a lot of great golf courses. We didn't go to Tobacco Road this time, but I have been, and I love that place. It's magical. Um, Yeah, so Pinehurst, we went down. The president of Pinehurst himself invited my curly-haired, Actually, technically sound golf swing, but bad golf game. I've got a pretty good swing, but I can't seem to score, you know? And that's just the life of an entertainer. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying when you get a good swing, but you can't put a number on the card? I swear I could get to most par fives and two, and I'll leave with a double. How's that? Uh, I don't know. And you know what the fucking truth is? I don't care. Um, I don't care. I, I, uh. I just want to not have a birdie shutout. I just I just want to make one birdie every round for the rest of my life. Because then at least I know that I have potential. And you know what's funny is that in high school, they always told me I had great potential. But they also said that it was, um, what did they say? Um, they said they had some fucking phrase that they always used to describe me. Uh, I can't remember. You're not living up to your potential? Maybe that's what it was? Anyway, this high school dropout... Um, was fucking invited by the president of Pinehurst to head on down there, Tom. And, um, well, wouldn't you know it? We made it. We had a great time. We played a little bit of number two at the wee morning hours. We didn't, we didn't really have a lot of time as always. So we played a few holes on number two, probably about 12 or 13 in the, in the, in the morning, 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 like pre-dawn. We were out there at fucking sunrise. And obviously that's, that's a beautiful course, but that's not the story. The story is number four. The story is Gil Hance. The story is Donald Ross. The story is me staying in Donald Ross's cabin with Ashley and Akbar. Ashley Mayo, obviously, formerly of Golf Digest, currently of Golf.com, and True Spec and Mira. She's doing social media for Howard Milstein, obviously, a 
huge disruptor in the golf space right now. And Akbar Chisti of Samus Golf, obviously out of Portland. He was in the first season of Adventures in Golf and the second season. Akbar is one of those warm creatures that you just kind of, um, you know, no matter what the temperature is when you're around him, you're automatically sitting by a fire, warming your toes to his wonderful musings on the game of golf and why we play it and the, quote, moments in between. All right, so that's just to catch everybody up to speed. Now we're all in fucking Pinehurst, and we're staying in Donald Ross's cabin, which is like a joke, right? Like, there's just relics everywhere. It's unbelievable. And then, of course, this podcast has a lot of advertisers, but BMW is not one of them. But they gave us a fucking M5 to drive around. I mean, what what did I do? What didn't I do? I got a message today that said, how do I get your job? And I was laughing because I just do not know. But I'm sure I've answered it somewhere. Follow your heart, my 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 friends. And uh, hopefully your heart doesn't tell you to drink yourself into oblivion. But if it does, then I would also relate as a 17-year sober gentleman. Uh, currently free of everything but nicotine. Uh, I'm sorry, cigarettes. Nope, fuck. Whoa, I have something on my mind. I am an ex-smoker. <laughs> I clearly am thinking about that. Uh, caffeine is the word I was thinking of. Uh, no, but as a former smoker, uh, I do relate to all those addictions. But addicted to golf and caffeine is all we've got right now. So, you know, number four at Pinehurst. Look, guys, I'm not a fucking architectural guru here. I'm a vibe guy. Um, I, I'm an entertainer. <laughs> I can't tell you about the course, number four. But I will tell you that uh, it's big. It's fucking brand new. Um, it's an upgrade to Donald Ross's original design. It's very playable. There's a lot of great holes. I really like the par fives. The, the, there's some good par fives. I like the second hole and I like the seventh, 17th a lot. Um, they're big par fives that really cause you to think, uh, not a lot. Uh, there's a lot of level lies, but there's a lot of un, uneven lies as well. Um, the par threes are fun. There's a volcano par three. I want to say sixth hole. Um, you know, we played a little match, played with uh, a guy named Matt, who's the executive vice president, and um, Ashley and Colt. And me and Matt took on Ashley and Colt, and wouldn't you know it, we were one down. And then I birdied, I almost eagled the par five seventeenth, and then um, and then we pushed the seventeenth, and it was a it was a, a tie, a tie match. Um, Colt's obviously a great player, and uh, and he made a par at the last. And, or maybe they maybe he won the last hole to tie. I cannot remember. But in any event, um, number four is a spectacle, obviously, if you're a fan of the minimalist golf that obviously is becoming uh, more and more uh, prescient. Is that the word? Omnip- om- more and more of, of interest, more and more cool, more and more hip. Snowball, what's the word? What is the word for minimalist golf right now? He doesn't know. He's like, look, dude, you almost killed me at Pinehurst. <laughs> you had me walking every day. I walked 36 holes. Snowball did walk a tremendous. Snowball is about, I don't know. how. how he's like a big cat. He's obviously not a cat. Because you know what's fucked up about cats is they eat you when you die. If you were to die in or around the cat that you loved so much throughout your life, he would or she would then actually just consume you with his teeth, which is sort of like, that's all I need to know. I'm never going to own a cat. In fact, I, pro- I probably won't even enjoy a cat's company knowing that it just wants to eat me. I mean, when you say eat me, it's like a joke. Like, hey, eat me, you fuck. But the cat is actually like, okay, fine. I'd like you to die first, but I'll fucking do it if you're alive. That's just disgusting. Also, I'm allergic to cats. And then also, also like fucking imagine a cat on a golf course. It just doesn't work. Now, a dog on a golf course? Snowball is a golf dog. And so he came to Pinehurst with me. Now, I have some good and bad news. Snowball came to Pinehurst and he had a great time and he survived. That's the good news. The bad news is, is that you can't bring your dog to Pinehurst. And that's just a fact. Now, Tom, I'm sure, and Bob, Deadman, the owner, and everybody else at Pinehurst loves their dogs. And I have ideas on how they should um, allow dogs crazy ideas that is um but they obviously see it as a liability uh they have eight fucking golf courses 
I can't, I think that's 144 holes of golf. It's a tremendous amount of golf holes. Um, but anyway, they, they're not going to allow dogs there. They, they have an event at the cradle called like golf day or something. So you can bring your dog on that day. Now, I being the sort of self-reflection is one of the hardest things. What am I? I guess I'm sort of hopeful uh, and uh, pretty dang reverent, but also a little bit irreverent. I don't know. Maybe it was a dick move of me to just show up to Pinehurst with Snowball. I just assumed Snowball would be able to come because he's allowed at Bandon and he's allowed at Wilson and Harding. He's allowed at public places. I didn't think Pinehurst was a private uh, situation, but apparently it is and you need a reservation. Uh, You need to stay there in order to book ahead of time. In any event, I'll tell you what, I left Pinehurst feeling like this place is amazing. Now that said, I did get to bring Snowball. So, but maybe you don't bring your dog to play golf. And I have gotten some shit, would you believe it or not, for bringing Snowball to play golf. People say, leave your dog at home. And I say, how oh, fucking keep your mind to yourself. <laughs> hey, you fucking uh, shut your mouth up, please. <laughs> I didn't actually ask for your uh, advice. Now that said... If you wanted a vice ball, I could give you some unsolicited advice. Hey, yo, for the old heads, for the people that are down from day one, Snowball Vice Golf. This podcast is peripherally sponsored by Vice Golf because I'm paid to not use any other golf ball. That said, the vice ball does really fit with my vibe. Uh, I don't have a discount code. I don't do any affiliate marketing. That's bullshit. But I do love, uh, I do like making commercials for Vice. I digress. Back to Pinehurst. Pinehurst did not pay me to say anything about them. They they did they did fly us down there, which is normal. A lot of times, media people like if if I worked for Golf Digest, Pinehurst would invite me down, and Golf Digest would pay my fees to go there. But since I don't have a Golf Digest to pay my fees, I just said, "Hey, I'd love to come to Pinehurst, but I can't fly myself down there because I have uh, you know no job basically." I work for the PGA Tour doing adventures in golf, but if this isn't part of that, I, I, I you know, I got nothing. I got, I'll, I got two quarters. I get just a coffee with no cream, no sugar. Yeah, just black. That's fine. And so they were nice enough to uh, oblige. And uh, what do you know? Colt and I found ourselves in Raleigh-Durham uh, looking for a ride over to Pinehurst to hit some balls around the field. And, of course, me being the uh, schmuck that I am, show up with my uh, small white dog. And I find out that uh, they don't. the only person that uh, brought a dog to Pinehurst other than me was uh, Oprah Winfrey. And so, uh, you know, one more thing Oprah and I have in common. Adding to the long list of things that Oprah Winfrey and I have in common is that we brought our dogs to uh, Pinehurst. And, uh, you know, so that's that. And... Um, Got a chance to do a couple podcasts in Pinehurst, which will be airing pretty soon. I have no idea when. I don't really, I try not to let the schedule of the podcast really run too much of my life because I just record it and it is. Now, that said, if you missed the John Hurley episode from last week, sorry, John O'Hurley, you listen to that one. That is, I think, got a lot of feedback from that one. That's one of my favorites. I think that's one of the best I've ever been a part of. Obviously, uh, most of that belongs to John, right? All I did was show up with a microphone and basically uh, interrupt him as little as possible, which is kind of my MO for the podcast. Just try to fucking try to not get in the way. I got to get a sip of water here. You know what? Let's uh, go to a quick ad break. All right. Just everybody. I'll be right back. All right, everybody. Got to got to read here from Ben Hogan Golf. When legendary golfer Ben Hogan founded his equipment brand in 1953, he proclaimed his products would offer, quote, the best performing design, the best feel for contacting the golf ball, and the best eye appeal. Hmm, I like that, eye appeal. Today, 65 years later, the Ben Hogan Golf Equipment Company remains committed to delivering a superior product line. And thanks to a unique factory direct business model, Ben Hogan handcrafted Custom-made forged irons, wedges, hybrids, and utility clubs are available for hundreds of dollars less than golfers would pay for competitive products through traditional retail stores. Backed by risk-free demo and trade-in programs, golfers can enjoy best-in-class golf equipment, including the acclaimed Fort Worth black and white irons, edge irons, or the popular equalizer wedges, all developed and manufactured using Mr. Hogan's proprietary club building process. That's right. Tour quality custom Ben Hogan golf clubs for a fraction of what competitive products would cost at retail. 
Don't pay unnecessary middleman markup. Visit BenHoganGolf.com and use the discount code ERIC for 10% off your order. Visit BenHoganGolf.com and play with the quality and craftsmanship that Ben Hogan Golf Equipment is famous for. That's BenHoganGolf.com, discount code ERIC, E-R-I-K, for 10% off your order. Check them out. Podcast ad read, Sun Skincare, Eric Anders Lang Show. Well, thank you, Jeff and Andrew, for setting that up so perfectly. Ad one. As you guys know, I spend a lot of time outside. That's true. From all my time outside, I've learned that the only negative can be the damage that the sun causes to your skin. Very true. Sizzles like bacon, even if you're vegan. That's why I use sun. S-O-N-N-E. Sun was started by two guys, golfers, who were sick of making the choice between drugstore men's care products and expensive boutique fluff. Because, I mean, I'm not really into boutique fluff. Are you guys? What's going on? Uh, Are you into... Are you into boutique fluff? Not one bit. No. Big boutique guy. <laughs> <laughs> Colt's super Not into true. the boutique Not fluff. Uh, check it out, yo. It is a doctor-developed skin care for skincare for men that is delivered straight to your door. I mean, I never leave the house, so that works really well for me. When I'm traveling around the course, sun is the only product I trust to protect this beautiful skin from the sun. I mean, the truth is, it's actually not that beautiful. I have a couple. I've got, yeah, I don't know. I guess, I get, once I get, you get pimples on your back, guys? I got some fucking pimples on my back. I wish Suncare could fix that. But luckily, my back doesn't get a lot of sun because I'm a golfer. Golf tans, anyone? How about that left hand just looking like an ice cube out there? You know? I like that. Uh, sun is the only product I trust for breakfast people since the sun. Sun damage is the number one numero uno. Eine in German. Eine, no, itchy in, in Japanese. What's, what's one in, in German? Eins. Eins. The Eins cause of aging skin, and you will not find anything that defends UV rays better than sun's SPF. Enriched with nutrients like red algae. Whoa, that sounds like it tastes bad. Vitamin C and vitamin E. Uh, sun is made here in the USA, and like I've already said, is formulated to prevent sun damage and meant to reduce signs of past damage like wrinkles and redness. No gimmicks, no guesswork, no trip to the store necessary. Delivered right to your door. All right, so check it out. Go to www.suncare.com slash Eric. S-O-N-N-E-C-A-R-E dot com slash E-R-I-K. Use the code Eric at checkout and try Suncare for 15 bucks off. Do it, y'all. It actually smells pretty good, too. You know, it's all about the fragrance for me. It's got to be smell delicious. Someone should make, you know, I should talk to the Suncare guys. I think they should make Suncare, that, like a skincare product that smells like chocolate. Or bacon. Or bacon. Edible, edible Suncare. Edible? Like, what do you mean edible? Like, literally, you can eat it? You won't get a, your tongue won't get burned then when you eat that hot soup, you know, on a cold day. <laughs> Yo, Adidas golf shoes, y'all. I've worn lots of shoes since I started playing golf seven years ago, but I haven't found anything that matches Adidas. It's actually very true. Boost, all capitals, folks, B-O-O-S-D. Boost is the best cushioning in the game, and they test all their shoes so that you get the stability you need for the swing that you want or whatever. Whether it's the Tour 360, which is all around a great shoe, or the Adicross Bounce, that's what I like. Uh, I typically wear, well, I like the Pure, y'all, because they're classy as fuck. And I also like the, uh, I like the Crossknit Boost, y'all. It's an older model, but they look kind of fly. Everyone thinks I'm wearing running shoes on the course, but no, I've got stability and I've got little nubs to keep me in check. When I over-rotate with the big stick. Um, Everything that they make is so versatile and comfortable, but most importantly, they're all built to perform on the course. Visit adidas.com and click on the golf section or visit your local retailer. (laughs) Maybe just go online, y'all. Who wants to go to a local retailer? Let's face it. To find the pair that's right for you. You can also follow Adidas Golf on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook for all the latest news and releases. Check it out. All right, everybody, get into Club Lender. Taking a trip and don't want to lug your clubs? I don't. Club Lender's got you covered. Actually, I don't mind because I get free bags, but if you don't get free bags, stop getting fucked. If you like to travel light and get out of the airport fast, next time rent premium clubs from Club Lender instead of bringing your own. No one looks cool dragging a bag of clubs through an airport. That's actually very true. I always feel like I have some dead bodies in there. And who wants to pay the airline an extra baggage fee? I would not. I would not do it if I didn't get it for free. They haven't got enough. <laughs> they haven't got enough of your money already? You jicks. Give me my money back. Visit clublender.com. Select the set you want from among Callaway, TaylorMade, Titleist, and PXG. 
and select your dates. Yeah, I want some dates. Uh, whether the medjool dates, uh, whatever. Club Lender will deliver them in a vessel bag. Oh, that vessel bags are actually pretty chill. The day before you're round to any hotel or course, home or office in California, Utah, Nevada, or Arizona. Did you hear that? California, Utah, Nevada, or Arizona. If you want to rent anywhere else in the U.S., give them a call or chat with them online, and they'll try to set you up with clubs. They have lefty and righty, stiff and regular, men's and women's. I don't know. I might just fucking switch it up and go with uh, left-handed, regular flex women's clubs and just see what happens. Better yet, the clubs come with tees, a divot repair tool, a ball marker, and a wet, hot, almond-scented towel. I'm just kidding. It's a regular towel. If you need a rangefinder, a glove, or balls, they can send them along, too. Jeez, this is a fucking one-stop shop. Prices start at $65 a day for the first day, $20 each additional day, less than most airlines charge for that extra bag. True facts. And there's no waiting around with that oversized baggage area. Yo, that's true. The oversized baggage area sucks. Get ready for the code, y'all. Use Eric Lang as a coupon code at clublender.com to get 10% off your first rental from Club Lender. It's E-R-I-K-L-A-N-G. Eric Lang is the code. Own the experience, not the clubs, Club Lender. All right, that's a pretty good ad. Hey, Sklar Brothers here, Randy and Jason, and we have a couple of podcasts. If you you know them or you don't know them, check them out. We do View from the Cheap Seats, which is sports and comedy, and we have a podcast called Dumb People Town where we break down stupid behavior done by stupid people in this stupid world of ours. It is hilarious. Check them both out. And now, check out this podcast. How was that? That wasn't that bad. What are the ads anyway? They're all dynamically inserted, so I have no idea what they are. No idea, folks. That's that's the life of an idiot. Um, so anyway, did a did a podcast with Gil Hans. I got to tell you, like like when when you listen, hopefully you listen to these podcasts in order. If not, I don't blame you. But I will say that Gil was probably one of the most gentle and sweet people I've ever met. Uh, you know, it's not the Gil show. Um, you know, and I mean, by the way, the Eric Anders Lang show. I'm embarrassed that it's called that, but the truth is, I, I every other name I come up with is already taken. I had like the bogey train taken. I had, that was a good one though. Bunker to bunker, taken. Out of bounds, taken. The only other ones I came up with were just stupid. And that's the reason why no one had come up with those ideas because they were all stupid. So the only idea that they hadn't come up with was a show named after me, which, because the truth is it would be weird if someone else had a podcast called The Eric Anders Lang Show. And so anyway, uh, Gil is just a rad dude who's down for the cause, down for the golf, down for the sh- down for the love of the experience of playing golf. So when you listen to that podcast, I really think you will get a lot out of his, um, you know, contribution to the game. And then we also did a podcast with Brad Klein. Um, guy is a pretty acerbic writer who has a deep love for the game as well, but obviously very abrasive. Uh, no, not very, but somewhat. You know, he's a, he's an old writer, you know. And old writers are kind of curmudgeonly. And um, he he and I met at a the, the dinner there. And hang on, I'm turning up my monitor because I don't want to be yelling. Oh, I'm actually turning it down. I was hang on a sec. Sorry. Um, oh, volume going up. Ooh, there we go. Whoa, that's loud. That's way better. It's way better. Jesus fucking Christ. Wow. You have no idea how loud it is. <laughs> it is impossible for you to know the volume of my own voice inside of my head. It probably sounds the same to you. Maybe not. Um, so anyway, what else, Snowball? Where is Snowball is missing in action. I'm in my parents' apartment. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome to the Monday. Welcome to the best Monday of your life. It really could be, you know, the lotto. The lotto has one of my favorite taglines of any item. Hey. You never know. And I believe in that. Um, uh, Monday, today's Monday, you know what You know what that means? It means that on my YouTube channel, which is, uh, I think if you just type my name in, uh, or there might be a link in the podcast. I don't even know. Maybe Jeff has really m- gone ahead and d- taken care of business. Um, we have a new episode on my YouTube channel uh, with Rick Shields from Isle of Man, which is one of the weirdest places on earth. Straight up, no doubt. I found Snowball. He's sleeping. Already asleep, huh? We have it's Monday has barely started, dude. You're just sitting over there. You're sleeping. Sleeping on the job. You want you have contributed nothing to this family. You're you just take, 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 take. I feed you. I give you water. 
all you do. And then what do you, you basically just burp and fart in my face while we're on a plane. Now he's not even talking to me. He's pretending to be asleep. His eye, have you noticed, does your dog sleep with their eyes open? What the fuck is that about? Is he that terrified of the world that he just sleeps with his eyes open all the time? I mean, how can you sleep with your eyes open? He literally sleeps and I can see the glass of his eyeball and I know he's asleep. I don't know. Maybe I should Google that. Anyway, Pinehurst was legit. Um, it it con- it concluded with this wonderful evening um, at the at the Donald Ross house with, um, you know, we we were at this big party where I met Brad, and the the night the night concluded with, hey, you know, we'll come meet you. I was like, look, I gotta go to bed, and I said goodnight to Akbar who was talking to Gil Hans. And I said, I'm going to go to bed. Good night. So me and Ashley and Colt drove back to the house. And, and they were like, you know, maybe we'll come meet you back there. And I was like, yeah, we'll see. No one's coming back to the house. Literally, next thing I know, it's Bob, the owner, Pat, um, Tom, the president, Gil, his wife, Tracy, uh, Ian Gilly from Sugarloaf Social Club, me, Colt, Ashley, and Akbar sitting around a fucking fireplace in this beautiful house that feels like it's in the Hamptons, but kind of old school Hamptons, not like new school, you know, like like Nantucket vibes. And Gil, I mean, everybody, Gil, Bob, Akbar, me, Ian, we are all going around the this, this circle here telling stories that would start with something like this. This doesn't leave this room, but... <laughs> I mean, it was it was one of the coolest experiences of my life because, you know, as a as a golf geek, as a golf nerd, as an architecture fucking like just like addict, as like a as like a person that loves the story of golf and loves the experience of being around people that have loved their job of creating whatever it is they create to the degree that they've succeeded somehow against all odds, right? Who knows? I mean, Gil just found Tom Doak and was like, I'm going to fucking do this, right? And he just busted his ass for Tom Doak. And then he became Gil Hans, and now he did the fucking Olympic course. He redid Sleepy Hollow. He fucking did LACC. He coming in hot. He did fucking Soul Park, Boston Golf Club, fucking a bunch of courses, all right? I, I'm not on Wikipedia right now. I don't know the answers to whatever it is. I don't think it matters. Still got a plane ticket in my pocket, y'all. Um, sorry, just emptying my pockets out. Snowball. Oh, he moved a little bit. Now he's definitely staring at me. He's always in a position where he can see me, which sort of, <laughs> sort of like I'm sure he's sharpening his claws in the corner. And he's like, one more flight, my human friend. And then I will perhaps not be found at the, fl- at the, at the terminal. The terminal may be... A metaphor for our relationship. I will be going one way, which is away from you, and you will be going another, which is away from me. And perhaps all the times when you have thought of me like I am your sidekick, you will finally realize who is the sidekick. Whoa. Snowball, just relax, dude. Have another coffee. It's not that big of a deal. Oh yeah, that's a fuck. That's a, you know what? Just gotta make good coffee. You know, you gotta have a good coffee. You gotta start the week right, folks, because Monday is kind of like breakfast. It's a big important day, and it should be the best day of the week. Let's get up early, right? Let's get up at fucking four a.m. and go to Jocko, go to Jocko Willink, and don't fuck around with a Navy SEAL commander because he's not. He's gonna shoot you straight. Um. Yeah. So anyway, we had this little round table of the fucking 19 horsemen of golf just talking awesome stories about things I can't repeat because I was told for them to stay in the room. That said, if we do see each other in person, I'll tell you everything. I'm kidding. It doesn't leave the room, I told him. I said to them. They told me. So we ship off from wonderful Pinehurst. It's it's a wonderful thing. You should go check it out. You got to play the cradle. The cradle is a nine-hole short course, very short. It's it's par threes that are all you know probably around. I would say average yardage is like seventy yards. There's a long one or two in there, but they're all like little cute shots, you know. And I loved that. We played ten people. Snowball came. It was cash. I think it took an hour and ten minutes or something. There's a little bar with like a like a little wooden trailer with some Adirondack chairs, and it kind of has this like vibe to it that is unusual right there's there's a lot of short courses i've played like the preserve 
Um, I played the Sandbox at Sand Valley, Preserve Abandoned, obviously. We played, um, you know, played Canal Shores is not a short course, but, you know, it's 18 holes, kind of executive style up in Evanston. Played the Goat, obviously it's par 60-something, um, you know. But the one thing the Cradle has is, obviously the Cradle is slightly different because it's much shorter holes and there's fewer. But what the Cradle has that none of the other things have that I just mentioned is... On the cradle, you can almost see every hole. Well, you can. You can see every hole from every hole. And it kind of functions in this like amphitheater-esque space where, I mean, it's obviously very large. I probably would say it's 20, 30 acres. Maybe maybe I'm exaggerating. Maybe it's 20. But you, you kind of feel like you're part of everybody else's life at that point. Like, like if I was on seven and you were on two and you had a hole in one, I would probably be aware of it and I would be excited for you. And I mean, yeah, it definitely is a hole-in-one watch. Like, that's all we're looking for out there is hole-in-ones. No one had one. But, um, you know, the, the cradle has that vibe. And it, we call it a great sunset there. And you're right at the edge. You're, you're right by, um, you know, Pinehurst courses two and four. And I don't know. I think there's another one. And you're right by the driving range. You're right by the pro shop. It's just communal. There's, like, croquet going on. You can see how Pinehurst um, came to be so special. And, and is one of the first. And so if you're curious about Pinehurst, definitely listen to the Brad Klein podcast because he breaks it down, right? He's a he's a well, well-learned writer who breaks down Pinehurst in a big way. And if you're nearby, check it out. Fucking check it out and, and don't sleep on it, you know? Um so anyway, we hit we we hit number four. Um it's it's obviously great. We made a video, it'll be on my YouTube. We 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 talked to Gil, that'll be on the podcast. I, I'm going to just go on to the next version of the trip, which is Friday night. Um, <clears throat> get onto another little Airbus, a little A321, if you know what I mean. A little 3-3 single aisle, a little Airbus industry. Yeah, yeah. Get onto a little Airbus, United Airlines. Um, don't remember the flight number, but we had to connect through Dulles, which is beautiful, Erosarn in a little airport there in Washington, D.C. And we... Like, it was honestly two pretty easy flights, and me and Colt were like, that was really easy. Because it was basically two one-hour flights, and then we ended up in Pittsburgh. Now, Pittsburgh is a city that I've only ridden through on a bus about 10 years ago, before I ever played golf. And um, I'll briefly tell the story about how I rode the bus across country, but then I'm going to get into some of the best golf uh in in it, i've played two courses that were just both fucking bangers and not even that but just a, a city and a culture and a vibe that i really have a lot to say about and i and it gave me a lot you know sometimes you go to a place and you feel like you 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 leave drained well, i left pittsburgh energized that said i was also exhausted but uh, the, the, the earlier time in my life that I went through Pittsburgh was, um, I lived in LA and I needed, uh, let's see now I lived in LA and I, I, there was a cute girl who was a barista at the coffee shop by my house. Really cute. Just so cute. Bangs, brown hair, cute little like face and lips and eyes and, and she was just dressed well and she made coffee and we would always like, you know those people when you're just like, you have a connection with them, but you've never actually like, like said hello directly or, or, or introduced yourself or said your name or anything beyond just, hi, I'll get a whatever douchebag latte uh, with like nut milk and no sugar and I'd like it 112 degrees. Is that, does that make me a douchebag? Great. Yeah, I'd like that. Please just, uh, no, just one. Half calf, half decaf. That'd be great. No, I don't care. I just get I just get coffee. I don't really I don't really get the lattes and shit. I don't like milk. I don't like dairy. Snowball. I mean, Snowball is like just literally the silent. You, for all you know, Snowball's dead. You know, I do actually really worry about the day that he dies, because you know, as much as he's a little shit, he's the light of my life. I love watching. Oh God, I'm gonna get really sad. You know, like going through the airport, all this travel, like he, he doesn't know how to go through an airport. He's not a good traveler. He shakes. He's like jumping around. He's getting caught up in the leash. He's taking shits in the terminal. He's like, everyone's questioning his emotional service animal status. Uh, 
you know, he, <laughs> he sometimes the air pressure seems to get to him and he yelps throughout the entire flight. But there are those other moments where he just makes me smile. And, um, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do when he's gone. That little guy, that little ice ball. Um, I think about that a lot. So I try not to get too upset with him when he's a little shit. And he growls at my friends when they come over to my house. But, uh, anyway, we, uh, I, I, I had a connection with this girl at the coffee shop. Intelligentsia, if you're familiar, in Silver Lake, Los Angeles. And so... I went over there one morning and I would get up really early back then. I was there at like 5.45 or something and they hadn't opened yet. So I, I went in and she was there. I think her name was Jill. And I I got a coffee and I went outside and read a book. I had nothing to do that day. It was a Sunday and I had my day off. And I read a book and I was reading my book for like three hours. And I noticed that she was on break. So I went over and sat next to her. And um, I just said Hi. And she said hi back, and then we talked a little bit. And I literally don't remember how this came up, but I think I just blurted out. So I was thinking of taking a bus across country. What do you think of that idea? And she was like, that sounds like a great idea. And I was like, and in my head, I was like, score. So what I, I literally left, and that night I got on the bus because I thought that if I got on the bus and then came back, then I, could, then, I don't know, like, then I could talk to her about that experience. And then I could sort of be like, you know, thank you. I got back. So anyway, I rode the bus across country and it was one of the most uncomfortable and awful experiences of my entire life. It took like three and a half days to get to New York. And I mean, it was just tremendous. It was tremendously painful. Like you're just on a three, on a three and a half day flight with a, with a few layovers that just also suck. Because they're not layovers like in the airport with civilized humans. They are layovers in like the dumpster of humanity. You're, you're riding around with people who are, you know, um, essentially transporting drugs, uh, weapons, um, illegal human trafficking, I'm sure. <laughs> they're just not, they're not citizens of the United States. They're not allowed to leave. Uh, they, they are going to a place that's so remote that, um, you know, air travel doesn't sort of support their needs. Um, they're traveling with so many people that they couldn't afford air travel. There's families of 19 <laughs> taking up half the bus. <laughs> they they are so old that air travel would uh, kill them. And so they have to stay at, uh, you know, sort of <laughs> sea level, like base altitude. <laughs> like literally a bus is actually a strainer for the human race. <laughs> and fucking I'll be damned if I didn't just dig in. I fucking rode that bus and I actually almost quit in Denver. It was only, I was only 18 hours in. I had made it to Denver and I got to Denver and we, I had like a six hour layover there. And one of the, the security guard was tasing someone about 20 feet from me who was being insubordinate and really wild. And I took my bag and I was like, I had one duffel bag at the time and I could wear like a backpack, like a, I was a full backpacker. And I was like, fuck this, I'm out. And I left and I walked like five or 10 blocks. I got to like downtown Denver. The bus station is always in the shittiest area too. Like it's like, it's like one block you're by like Aeropostale and Abercrombie. And then all of a sudden it's like, whoa. Like, like all of a sudden the sun sets and like people are just like running around with shopping carts and like broken bottles. And there's the bus station. You made it. And so I got far enough from the bus station to where I was back to this sort of uh, slightly civilized version of a town, of a city. And I literally stopped and I was like, gonna, I think I was like about to call the airline and just see if I could get the flight back to New York because I did need to go to New York. So it wasn't just a total bullshit trip. And so anyway, I called, I, I looked, the phone started ringing to the airline and then I hung it up and I was like, you know what? If I take a plane right now, that means that they have won. So I literally just turned around and I was like, I'm, I'm winning this one. They're not winning. I'm winning. So I turned around. I got back on the bus. And basically the long story short is I drove through Pittsburgh and that was it. We didn't stop. It was pouring down rain. I remember seeing a lot of bridges and I was like, I can't have any, I don't have any idea what's going on here. And Pittsburgh is one of those cities that's kind of like far away. Like it's not 
I don't have much of a reason to go to Pittsburgh. I have a reason to go to New York City. Obviously, I've got a lot of friends here. I've got a lot of work here. There's a lot of, uh, you know, magazines and, and golf outlets and whatnot and golf courses and, you know, yada, yada, yada. Golf industry people. It's, it's obviously New York I can lay over. I can go to Europe pretty easily from here. Uh, my family's here, you know. But Pittsburgh, I don't have much of a reason to go there. So anyway, I was, I was really looking forward to going. A guy had hit me up on Instagram and, you know, true to the form of the Insta world, said, love to play golf with you sometime. I said, great. I would too. I don't know when that'll happen. He said, I'm in Pittsburgh. I said, great. I don't know when I'll be there, but I'll let you know. And, and usually what I'm doing now is I'll set up a meetup, um, you know, and then just everyone can kind of come and hang and everyone can meet each other because ideally me just meeting one person in a city is not that important. But if we could get a bunch of people to come and hang and be like, oh my goodness, I didn't know you played. The, oh, I, I love playing there. I would love to play there too. Let's all go play. Whatever fuck it. That's my real bigger goal. And, and the problem is it's just to be, I think I've mentioned on the podcast, those are, those are like, you know, sometimes hard to set up. They can be really tiring. And especially with only 48 hours in a city, um, I just, there's just not enough time. And, you know, but I want to figure that out. Volunteers welcome. If you're listening and you're like, I would love to volunteer to make that happen, let's do that. Um, so I'd like to keep those things free as well. Like I don't want people to have to pay to like go to some stupid space to just like hang with people. So, you know, I'm just going to figure that out at some point. Um, so anyway, and then he says, you know, yeah, well, whatever, let's go play. I'm a member at Oakmont. And I was like, oh, shit, okay, Oakmont. That's that's in the uh, that's in the old top 100 there, isn't it? And so he was on, you know, he was on my radar for when I was sort of in and about. And when Pinehurst came up, I was like, oh, you know what? I've got this trip to Pinehurst. I could, I was going to go to New York afterwards. I could just sort of skip up to Pittsburgh and then go over to Pinehurst and I then go to New York. And so anyway, it worked out. Blah, 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 blah. Boring story. First world problems. Made it over there. And he was like, oh, well, I can't play on Saturday, but if you're going to be there all weekend. Oh, shit. I'm so glad I just got a text. Hang on a sec. Uh, uh, hang on, hang on one second. Sorry, hang on. Well, you know, I sorry, I just I I responded to the text and then I I literally sat there before um on unpausing it for probably like forty five seconds and I was like, what was I talking about? Let's at least focus so I know what I was talking about before I came back. And I'm pretty sure it was Pittsburgh and how awesome it is. Uh, I would like that. Oh man, I just don't know, like. I, do, I really like Pittsburgh. I know what it was. You know what I like about Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh's cool because it reminds me, I grew up in New Jersey. Pittsburgh's obviously a lot like that. Oh, it was that I don't have a lot of reasons to go to Pittsburgh. But, you know, one of my oldest friends in the world, Leanne Ford, not old in terms of age, my guy, old in terms of we've known each other since we were like 19, maybe 20. That's 17 years. It's almost half my life. God Damn, and she's great. She helped me like all throughout my life, creatively, romantically, uh, inter interior designerly. Um, you know, we worked on photo shoots together. Anyway, she lives there with her man Eric, also with a K, legend. And um, he started a little company called Buck Mason. You might have heard of it. Check it out online. They make rad men's clothes. Actually, oh fuck that. Go go check out Buck Mason right now. I'm gonna pause it and I'm not gonna go anywhere until you buy something from Eric's shop. Buy something from Buck Mason. Tell him I sent you. No, I'm kidding. I don't know if there's a code. I don't even have any idea. But it's rad shit. It's not terribly expensive. And it's sick. I don't know where it's made. Might be made in America. Might not. Either way, it's fucking rad. Eric lives in Pittsburgh. And the guy's legit. He's got a beard. And he's a fucking gentleman. And he's playing a little golf. We're getting him into golf, people. We're getting Eric into the game of golf. Anyway, had dinner with her. So whatever. It's a fucking long and drawn out story. I'm sorry. It's just like I got to get it all out. We, we get to Pittsburgh, and I'm just like, I could live here. I could totally live here. It's like New, it's like New Jersey. It's got a little Brooklyn vibe in it because it's cool, but it's not really like an urban, urban city. I mean, there is an urban area, but it's more like neighborhoods, which kind of reminded me of Los Angeles. Obviously, that's the last part, right? It's just this cool little spot, and I thought I was riding. We, we Colt and I rented bicycles. And by the way, if you're traveling anywhere and you want advice on how to, on what to see, I don't know what to see, but I do know that you should rent a bicycle. That's the only way to visit a place because you don't get it. You don't see how the neighborhoods connect. You don't get to choose your own adventure. You don't get to smell anything. You, you, don't, you miss everything. 
If you're sitting in an Uber, you just don't. Obviously, you have to sit in an Uber for some things, like to go to Oakmont Country Club or to Fox Chapel. But other than that, rent a bike. Stop being a lazy bitch. Rent a, oh, rent a bike. It's so great. And the bike itself was even a fun experience. You feel like a kid again. You're coasting around. You're thinking, well, I'm doing well. I'm thinking about doing a little RC Cola with the back tire, like whoosh, skidding out, you know, trying to do some jumps, but you're too old. And then you realize that life is fragile. So then you take it easy and you just try to stay in your lane. And then you start thinking, fuck, should I have gotten a helmet too? And you're like, nah, helmets are stupid. And then you're like, you know, what's really stupid is not wearing a helmet. And then crashing. Anyway, all those things are great. Check it out. And so anyway, um, we had a great time. And um, roll up to Fox Chapel Saturday morning. Man, and I'm telling you, Seth Rayner, beautiful old track. Little, 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 little empty. Not a lot going on. You know, um, they were supposed to aerate, so this course was pretty empty. And it's the first day of shooting season. So there's people shooting shotguns across parts of the back nine, which honestly is terrifying. Um, but we avoided those holes, and uh, we got a little wet. It rained like crazy. Rainer, making it rainer. And, I mean, some people say the 17th there has the best beer it's green in the world. Um, even better than the original at um, North Barrack. I've played the North Barrack one, I think, two or three times. Um, obviously, there's one in um, <clears throat> National Golf Links. I've played Now I've played this one here. Uh, maybe I've played one somewhere else too. I cannot remember. Um, whatever. Doesn't I could actually be completely making all of that up. Maybe the original isn't it at, at at North Barrack. Maybe I'm totally wrong. But um, you know, from the way I see it, it, doesn't fucking matter really because I'm not a historian. But I am curious, and um, I would love to be corrected. By the way, if I'm wrong, if Andy Johnson is listening to this podcast, text me because I I need to know facts like that. I, Andy, if you're listening, you fucking let me know because I don't want to be. I don't want to be being monitored without knowing. Um, but Fox Chapel was legit. And, and it was legit in the sense that it has this unassuming nature to it. And I think a lot of golf courses would benefit from that. It's really hard to build up a golf course as much as Oakmont and then have it live up to it. That said, we did play Oakmont the next day, Sunday. And um, it was just unbelievable. It was 10 degrees colder. Uh, there was no rain. Um, it was a bit windier. The greens are the greens at Oakmont are just like they're made out of some like type of cyber equipment. I don't understand how they are so pure. The Poana I love has no grain, um, but you know it's it's not it's not about comparing the two. It's just about going through and experiencing them. And as always, Fox Chapel reminded me of that one thing: expect as little as possible from everything. And and it's hard to do. Um, it's very hard to do, but uh, it, it's it's a good exercise. And, um, you know, it was just a funny experience for me to walk through it and be like, here's a fucking little old me. Wonderful experience. Oakmont caddy was like, oh, I've seen adventures in golf. The couple of caddies we had, that were really nice. Um, you know, and, and we just like walked through it together, you know, and at the end of the night, Colt and I went to the airport and, and he was going, he, he had to head out to uh, New Mexico for a tournament he's playing in. And it was funny because we sort of like said goodbye at the airport and I was like, yo, we played Oakmont today. And uh, we kind of laughed and, you know, it's just one of those things, man. You just, it's, it's, a, it's a weird thing, you know, like, like playing golf at places that are that famous. I was a little starstruck at the Church Pew Bunker. Bunkers? Bunker. I don't know. I mean, it's one fucking bunker, so I don't know why I would be plural, but maybe I'm just an idiot. Anyway, yeah, the third hole is great. The fourth hole has the bunkers as well. Um, I made it into the uh, feral bunker on um, tw uh, 13, I think. 10, 11, 12, 13. Um, yeah, 13. Uh, it's 13 or 14. I'm missing it. But um, made it in there. I almost got up and down. I wasn't really, the putter wasn't really working for me today. I, I missed an eagle putt by like a lip. I was missing, I wasn't really putting that well. And I think it was because I didn't sleep that well. Um, sorry, yesterday. But, um, you know, anyway, I'm losing steam. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to switch gears. You ready for this? We're going to do a little fucking... I'm going to read some stuff. 
I got some stuff to read. Hey, Eric, this is from Dan Bear. Hey, Eric, I just had a story slash question for the pod. I was playing in my local county course, and after a bump and run out of the rough, I love he spelled rough, R-U-F-F, a bump and run out of the rough, 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 snowball not waking up, I accidentally left my wedge behind. I've been there. I've done that. It's the worst feeling on earth. And of course, didn't realize it till three holes down. So I texted one of my friends that was working at the course and asked him to go check back at the green where I left. And of course, it was gone. Those dicks. Right as he texted me back, saying, excuse me, saying he couldn't find it, I looked behind me and saw a guy in the group behind me is playing with my club. Whoa. Fucking hell. I went, I went and looked through his bag and saw the club. After I asked him if he saw it, he said yes, and I got it back. My question is, what is your opinion on country courses and that style of club theft? Bro, that's fucked up. Oh, shit. See, I didn't even read this yet. I I literally haven't read this. I just saw it, and I was like, question for the pod. I'll fucking get to this. Oh, my God. This guy fucking took your club. Wait, what? Saw a guy in the group behind me is playing with my club, and I went and looked through his bag and saw the club after I asked him if he saw it. He said yes, and I got it back. My question is, what is your opinion? My opinion is that guy's a fucking shithead. What a fucking loser. Who would steal your club? That's so lame. That's That goes totally against the golden rule. You know what's crazy is I someone stole one of my clubs at Sherwood Country Club of all places. The douchebaggery going on around here. Stealing clubs. What is this? Where are we? Are we on some type of planet where rules and morals and ethics don't exist? I thought golf was a safe place. Guys, people, if you witness club theft, you must engage in citizen's arrest. You should force them to read the rules of golf, and we should add a rule that says no stealing clubs, you bitches. It's a wedge, for Christ's sake. It's fitted. It's for me, not for you. I put the grooves on there. That's my grip. Those, that's my fucking flesh and blood in that grip. Do a DNA test. It's my wedge. That's my wedge. Oh, I'd be so pissed. I mean, I would probably try. I would probably play it off and be like, ha, 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 thanks. I'd like to have it back now. But I'd be like, clean up my fucking club first, McFly. I'd be like, go get it. Clean that spit on it. Here, I'm going to spit on it because I don't want your spit on my wedge. I'm going to spit on it. Then you use your fucking tea and clean that shit out with your towel. And you know what? While you're at it, why don't you clean off the grip too? Because I don't want your disgusting skin, thief skin, thief DNA all over my wedge. That would piss me off. But the truth is I probably would just be like, ha, that's really funny. You play with my club. Actually, a caddy grabbed my club and hit a ball the other day. And I was kind of like, oh, yeah, uh, go ahead, I guess. Hit one of my clubs, I guess. Like, definitely ask before hitting the club. Like, it's not even about that I would care. It's just I would ask, hey, do you mind if I hit one of your clubs? I would never grab someone's club and just hit a ball with it. It's very, very, uh, what's the word? Presumptuous. It's It's just like, it's just like, how hard is it to ask? Just ask. Err on the side of safety, especially when it comes to, like, friendly. Now, that said, I don't ask if I can drone or film, but that's different. Right? Um, I, well, is it different? I didn't ask if I could bring Snowball. It, there, I think there's a difference between corporations and people. Granted, corporations are groups of people, but as an individual walking into something, do you mind if I? Is it okay if I? Is that okay? Do you, would you mind? That's different. Anyway, that dude's a fucking selfish prick, and you should definitely have capped him. Meaning, not kill him, just sort of. You know, send him. Okay, anyway, next question. Dylan Parker Abney. Um, the idea of an underground house, this is in regards to the adventures in golf from Cooper PD, uh, where people live underground in central Australia and they have a course that's made out of dirt um, that's actually a really wonderful place. And the, that was last Tuesday's episode from Adventures in Golf. The idea of living in an underground house seems sketchy to me, like it could collapse at any moment. Having been in one now yourself, what's your sense of the architectural integrity of these things? Well, me not being an expert, um, they seem great. Honestly, they seem fine. Like, like 
that thing is sturdy as fuck. It did seem creepy and weird to be inside of a mountain in like a windowless cave uh, tunnel, if you will. But it, it did seem pretty sturdy. Like, I mean, these were drilled out and they're deep in there. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I'm on a plane and I'm thinking about the integrity of that thing. So don't, um, I don't, I'm not the best of that. Hey, Eric, James L. Carlson. I see you're playing uh, some PA golf. I was blessed to spend the weekend at Pine Valley. Logo bingo, y'all. Pine Valley. I didn't buy anything at Oakmont. I bought nothing at Oakmont. I bought nothing at Fox Chapel. I'm out of the game, y'all. I'm not buying anything anymore. I See, I don't need anything. I've already got enough fucking belts, mate. I've got enough hats. Now Snowball's not making any eye contact with me. He's like, you're not British, dude. I've got, I've literally got so much, what's it called? Swag. I have so much swag. It's just like, not swagger. I have barely enough swagger to make it out of the house in the morning. But I have so much swag. It's just meaningless anymore. Like, I don't, I don't need anything anymore. <clears throat> Pine Valley. Pine Valley. I'm not sure why I'm sending you a message. Neither am I at this point. But near the end of the second round, but near the end of my second round at Pine Valley, at dusk, at Pine Valley, I was moved to great emotion and sadness on the final holes. Hmm. I had a huge pit in my stomach because I simply did not want the golf to end. At Pine Valley, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Anywhere. I guess it's because I know the game moves you also. How is it that golf does this? Travel safe and best of luck. Well, James, having never played Pine Valley, I uh, I don't know. I mean, I... <laughs> I'm going to play Pine Valley, motherfucker. No. Um, wanting the golf to not end. I mean, that is an unusual experience that we are lucky to have, to have something so enjoyable that we want it not to end. That's, that's a rare, that's a rare one, right? That's a rare flavor of living, but, um, but we have to do that and it has to end. And I've gotten better at being okay with it ending because the truth is it ends and then just another wave comes and another thing will arrive and it's not going to be a Pine Valley, it's not going to be Pine Valley, but it might be Cypress Point? No, <laughs> no kidding. Is I had it at Cypress, actually. At Cypress, I really didn't want it to end. And I mean, same with Augusta. And probably at Pine Valley, too. Although, I don't think so, actually. If I play Pine Valley, I don't think it'll really move me that way. Maybe it will. I don't know. I've kind of dropped a lot of the echelon of the course. And what seems to mean a lot more to me now is the experience. And that's been a really wonderful turn of table for me is the ability to just look at it as eyes closed. What is it? Blind taste test, you know? Blind golf taste test. What is it? Where am I? Who am I with? Why am I here? Am I in the right headspace? Wow, am I, am I hitting the ball? What's the weather like? What's before and what's after this experience? There are so many things that color it. In fact, one of the cool things that Brad said, Brad Klein, that we did the podcast with, is he said, as a golf course rater, it's very hard to play golf and rate the golf course. I need to just go there and and <clears throat> and do it. So, I don't know. I mean, you know, we don't want life to end. We don't want anything to end. Part of the suffering is not wanting things to end and not being okay with impermanence. You know, and, and golf teaches us that. You know, a good shot is one good shot. And then that's over. A good hole is one good hole. And then that's over. A good round is one good round. And then that's over. And unfortunately... It's just musical chairs, right? I mean, we don't ever want it to end, but that's a good thing. That means we're enjoying it, but we also need to enjoy it with detachment. We have to let go of those really, really wonderful highs and experiences and just let them be. And some, in, the, in the same way, it's a lesson for the club thrower. What are you so upset about, huh? You say you had a bad shot? Well, guess what? That's not going to last forever either. So just move on, right? And and the same with the person who's too attached to the good golf experience. Just let it go. Fuck it. We're moving on. The next one's going to suck. Then it's going to be good. Then it's going to be great. Then it's going to suck. Then it's going to be good. Then it's going to be great. In some random cycle, we never know what it's going to be. But in any event, yeah. 
Hope you enjoyed Pine Valley. <clears throat> Pissett Simon. I don't know how what your name actually is. Hi, Eric. I know you're a big fan of The Rock and a lot of other men that not necessarily uh, belong to the golf industry, and you've even mentioned the reasons why. But I was wondering, is there any female you look up to by her strength, thoughts, or because she made a great impact on you? Why? Hugs, bro. Greetings from Santiago of Chile. And gracias for saving the golf. Ah, gracias para ti por la mensaje. Me gusto. Me, me gusta las mensajes por la podcast y por derivir los subjecticos. Vámonos grandes, muchos bien. Y si usted tiene un poco de cocaína, yo quiero transportar el cocaína eh, arriba de Los Ángeles por mis amigos y voy a ganar dinero, pero no quiero. Voy a prison, solamente quiero un poco de extra pesos por la jugar golf en los propietas venes. Sorry. I do not want to sell cocaine to play golf, but I would if I was in that situation. That said, I love American Made. I love all those cocaine movies. And again, I don't do cocaine. It's been a long, it's been 17 years. But that said, if I was going to go out, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be, I would be in the, I would be in the whitest bunkers on earth, my friend. I would literally not be able to get out of that bunker because it would be so pure. Okay. Sorry about that. Don't do coke. It's not. It's not. I do not. I do not. I do not endorse that. I literally do not. LSD, on the other hand, I think that is a life-changing experience. Obviously, do that with a doctor or your parents or a close friend. Peter Gallucci, obviously, do not. Do not get into a world of drugs. Just live your life straight and narrow. Love golf. It'll love you back. What the fuck? This whole message got totally twisted around. Again, I do not endorse uh, heavy drug use. (laughs) Female mentor. Guys, it's not a cop-out because my mom is a badass, all right? When she was 50, she went back to medical school. She moved to fucking Connecticut to go to Yale. She got into Yale. She was, like, on the fucking news for being a badass, graduating with a little, you know, the hat that you wear. I didn't even graduate from high school, and her my mom went to Yale at 50. Then she became a doctor at an STD clinic in Manhattan, and she was just looking at dicks with shit all over them. Not shit, but, you know, you know stuff you know whatever you put it whatever you get on them you know i don't i don't know what it is you know, a little a little a little thing on there she now she's writing a book about the whole thing and it's an autobiography and you know she's just a badass she worked hard she's working hard she's listening mom you're listening we'll get her on the podcast don't you worry she's a golfer she emailed me something the other day that I put on my Instagram that I just didn't even really think about. I just threw it on my Instagram and all of a sudden everybody liked it. Like it's got like all these likes and I just didn't even think about it. It was like a it was text from an email. My mom said she was gonna go out and play more golf and she was inspired by by me. That was incredible. I mean that 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 inspired me and so in sense it became a turbo. That became a turbine fan. Both just inspiring each other like a just like a little just like a little Christian family. Out there just inspiring everybody in the neighborhood just to do good and to do gooder. Now, it's my mom, dude. She's uh, she's a fucking badass bitch. Doesn't take shit. She fuck, she's done a lot in her life. And um, I do look up to her. Other than that, I would need to think. Um, you know? I would need to think. Um, I, don't, I don't follow a lot of female Instagram accounts. Um... As far as, you know, I mean, I follow women in golf that are my um, colleagues, Ashley, obviously, and, you know, so many others. But um, other guests of the podcast, Blair, um, really, really down-to-earth, smart person, Paige. Troy, um, Tisha, so so many awesome people. But, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't have like a rock version in a female form. So, but I'll think about that. I like that idea. All right, y'all. Have a great week. Fucking crush. Crush that shit. Hit me up in the DMs. I was a little delayed, a little behind schedule on that. Um, I was playing Oakmont, so I was kind of busy. Didn't have a lot of time to get into DMs. 
but I will get back to them. I promise. Uh, someone did get passive aggressive, and they wrote, they wrote this message, and then like the next day, they wrote, I guess not. And I was like, okay. I mean, just give me like a couple days, and I, <laughs> yeah, I was like, should I not respond? And then I was like, no, he doesn't know. Just like whatever. So I just responded, and I said, I responded to the original question, and just ignored the uh, the old uh, follow up, the old follow up dig, trying to tase me. Snowball. There you go. Snowball, tell everybody have a great weekend, okay? Great weekend. No, great week. It's fucking Monday. Snowball's awake. Monday's going to be great. Everybody, I will see you in the showers. Thank you for listening to the Eric Anders Lang Show. Thursday, we're coming back with a great guest, I'm sure. No idea who Jeff is going to pull out of the grab bag there, but it could be great. They're all great, let's face it. Um, All right, y'all. Man, I don't want to say goodbye. Snowball, you know the feeling? I'm like James Carlson here. I don't want the round to end. And this is not even Pine Valley. This is just my parents' apartment on a Monday in New York City. Well, fucking hell. Enjoy the showers. I'll see you there. Try not to get pruned waiting for me. And now this got weird. I'm going to need to change end line. Anyone have a new end line? Let me know. Because see you in the showers. It is great. All right, you know what? Fuck it. Later. Later.